Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Every duck hunter needs a choke tube, and it's only a matter of time before you start to obsess over one. On this episode, I'm going to help you pick one that'll work well for you. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel, helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanitas, and today we are talking about choke tubes for waterfowl hunting. Choke tubes are one of those things where a lot of people take them for granted for a while, and then they become something that people obsess over. And die-hard waterfowlers tend to have piles of choke tubes. For whatever reason, it's one of those pieces of gear that is like the holy grail to find the best of the best of the best. And then every time a new one comes out, it just casts a shadow of doubt over your life's work on finding the right choke tube. Uh, but guys, at the end of the day, this is not that complicated. It does not require that much money. You don't need a bucket full of choke tubes. And just with some simple principles and a little bit of testing, you can find a great choke tube. Now, just real quick, if you're, if you're that new to the subject, the choke tube is the piece of metal that screws into the end of the barrel some older shotguns and i guess even some newer ones have them um the, the barrel is just choked by default it is it's not that it's welded in it's just made to a specific choke so there's no adjustable choke tube but for the vast majority of shotguns you have removable and replaceable and interchangeable choke tubes so what the choke tube is doing is it is squeezing the shot as it leaves the barrel. So it's squeezing those pellets to whatever degree you want those pellets squeezed to. 
So they're going to go through the barrel, hit the choke tube, and then get squeezed more or less. The more you squeeze them, the tighter the pattern is coming out of the gun. So if you're shooting at close ranges, you don't want a lot of squeeze. You want what they call a cylinder or improved cylinder. Cylinder just sort of referring to that the diameter of the shotgun is straight all the way through. Improved cylinder is just a little bit of squeeze at the end. So if you're shooting ducks at 15 and 20 yards, you don't want any extra squeeze coming out of that barrel. You don't need it. In fact, you actually want the shot to disperse as much as you can because if it squeezes that shot too much, then it ends up being, you know, like the size of a, uh, of a softball going down range. And it's almost kind of like you're trying to shoot that duck with a rifle. So that's not what you want to be doing. You want to have a pattern. And the pattern is the, the field of shot. Usually the way pattern is measured is a 30-inch circle. So however many pellets are in a 30-inch circle, that is going to determine your pattern density. And this is measured two ways. The more pellets you have in the circle, the denser your pattern. The higher the percentage of pellets that are in the shell versus on the, on the paper is going to be the percentage that people are looking at. So say you have, we'll just make the numbers easy. Say you're shooting, I don't know, an ounce um, of number two shot and maybe there's a hundred pellets I'm making up numbers, but they're ballpark. Say there's 100 pellets in your shotgun shell. Well, at 20 yards, you might have close to 100% of those pellets in a 30-inch circle. At 30 yards, you might be down to like 80% of those pellets in a 30-inch circle. At 40 yards, you might have 60% of those pellets in a 30-inch circle. And so what that is showing you is... Um, you know, you've got 100 pellets at 20 yards, you've got 80 pellets, then you've got 60 pellets at 40 yards. So you're able to see and get a sense for how much of my shot is within that area. And that's essentially the area that's used as the rule of thumb for the lethal zone that you need to drop a bird out of the sky. Turkeys on the ground, they use a 10-inch circle as the rule of thumb. But for flying birds, it's a 30-inch circle. So the more pellets you have in that 30-inch circle, the idea being you aim at the middle of the circle, and then you are filling that 30-inch circle with sufficient number of pellets that are spaced out appropriately that there's no way that a bird flying through that circle. So that's your margin of error. You've got a 30-inch margin of error. The idea being then if you can if you can get that 30-inch circle, you know, if you can get that duck in that circle, the duck is dead. So that's the way that it's looked at. And the more pellets you have in there, the better. The higher percentage of pellets you have in that circle, the more efficient you're being with your shot. Um, when I say with your shot, I mean with the pellets that are in every shotgun shell that you're shooting. If you fire uh, 100 pellets in one shotgun shell and at 40 yards, only 20 of them in a 30-inch circle, that means 80% of your pellets are just pretty much lost. They're wasted. And really, you 20 pellets in that circle is really not enough to consistently and reliably drop a duck. You're relying on luck at that point. So then what you want to do is whatever distance 
you plan or you are doing the most of your shooting, you want to find a choke tube that's going to give you the best pattern for that distance. All right, you want to have somewhere between 60 to 80 percent of your pellets in the circle at whatever distance you're planning to shoot. Um, now people say, well, hundred percent is better. Yeah, but a hundred percent is basically impossible or unrealistic. And here's the thing guys, at the end of the day, the percentage means nothing. All right. It's just a rule of thumb. What matters is the number of pellets. So, you know, a lot of people, they like to shoot, you know, number two shot steel at ducks, number two shot, number three shot, some number four shot. But a lot of people today that I know and have been talking to and across the forums of Facebook, a lot of people are shooting number two at ducks these days. And, you know, you may have a hundred pellets in your, in your shell. And even if you can get a hundred percent of those pellets on the paper at 40 yards, if you're shooting number five bismuth, for example, which has about the, which has very similar knockdown power to steel number two, um, especially Boss's copper-plated bismuth. If you're shooting copper-plated bismuth number fives, well, that shell's going to have 300 pellets in it, somewhere thereabouts, about an ounce and a half uh, is going to have about 300 pellets, plus or minus. You know, you you may have a one and five eighths ounce, you may have a one and three eighths ounce, you might have one and a half ounce, but I'm just giving you some generalistic ballpark numbers. Well, you have three times the pellets coming out of that gun. Say only 50% of them hit the paper in the 30 inch circle. So somebody shooting number twos, they would say, oh, I got 100% of my pellets in the circle and you've only got 50% of your pellets in the circle. So what I'm shooting is superior to what you're shooting. That is nonsense because 50% of 300 is 150 pellets. So they're putting 150 pellets in the circle to your 100 pellets but you're claiming 100% of my pattern is in the circle, but it's still only 100 pellets. So 50% of my pattern is 150 pellets. Well, that's still better. That's a lot better, okay? 50 more pellets is a ton more. And with a little bit of work and some different choke tubes, you might get be able to get that from 150 to 200 pellets, maybe even more. And what that's gonna do is make it much less likely impossible for a bird to fly through that field of pattern without getting hit. But more than that, you're trying to get enough hits on that duck to kill it instantly. It's not just about dropping it out of the sky. It's about killing the bird, ideally before it hits the water or the ground. You want to have a quick, clean kill so that there's no suffering, so that bird doesn't fly away and suffer for days to die later. Um, this is one of the things that I really learned the hard way when I got in the duck hunting. I lost more birds than I took home. Oh, I hit them, but I didn't take them home. That's one of the things that drove me to bismuth because I just felt like with steel shot number fours, especially the garbage I was using early on in my hunting career, I felt like I was shooting sawdust out of my shotgun. Like it was just utterly terrible. And I lost more birds than I took home. 
And then I learned a little more. I, I started using a little better ammo. I started taking more birds, but I still, I was hitting a lot more birds. I was dropping a lot more birds, but then a lot of those drop birds were still getting away. They'd hit the water. They could swim away. Some escaped on land. Some were unconscious and then later woke up and flew away before I got to them. And I learned several lessons the hard way. In fact, I did an episode about it. The number one thing I learned last season. Go back and listen to that. Um, But then I started looking at, okay, I wasn't hitting them hard enough at first. Then I wasn't getting enough hits on them. And so that's what has been led me on this journey of ridiculous amounts of research and testing to crack the code on this choke tube thing. And what I found is I was shooting roughly a 50% pattern or so at, uh, at 40 yards. And that just wasn't good enough. I make a couple choke tube adjustments and now I'm up to 70% pattern, 80% pattern. Well, that is way better. That is drastically more pellets in the circle, on the bird, taking that bird home. There's no, you know, one hit is not enough. You got to hit that bird in several vital areas at the same time to ensure a clean kill consistently. And that is the goal. Four in the morning. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. So choke tubes are measured in, um, well, there are various different measurements. You essentially have constriction, but that changes based on gauge. So 12-gauge constriction of um, whatever it might be is going to be completely different on a 16-gauge or a 20-gauge or a 10-gauge because you have different diameter bores. So the diameter of the of the barrel is going to change the diameter of the constriction. And really, you don't need to even worry about that right now. That's TMI. You, you know, and that information is only so helpful. But the words that are associated with them, you've got cylinder, improved cylinder, you've got modified, you've got improved modified, you've got full, you've got extra full, and then you've got the specialty chokes. And often the specialty chokes only come in two different ones. They've got medium range and extended range, or regular range and long range, or however they want to market it, you've got one for closer to the medium zone then you've got one for the long shots and so what they're trying to do is get you to buy their two choke system and so that you only need two chokes and you can you can shoot either way you can shoot short range or long range you just switch a choke depends on where you're set up and what you're doing and blah 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 and you know people break this down a lot and there's a lot to know and a lot to think about but the numbers of the constriction while it matters, 
you don't need to start memorizing constriction numbers. All right. If you just stick to the to the, the basic guidelines, that'll be all you need to get started. And you can obviously learn and gain more later. So the basic number one choke tube that is used for waterfowl hunting is the modified choke. That's the choke that most people use. Every shotgun seems to come with a modified choke, even if it only comes with one choke. That is the middle of the road choke tube. Not too tight, not too open. And uh, interestingly, it seems like the vast majority of waterfowl loads respond well to the modified choke tube. I'm not entirely sure why, but uh, pretty much every material seems to respond well. Steel does good, bismuth does good, lead does good, not that you're using lead for waterfowl. Um, tungsten does good, tungsten alloy blends do well. Everything seems to do reasonably well with modified. Then you go to improved modified, which is just slightly tighter than modified. And here's where things begin to change. Okay, it really begins to depend on what you're using. All right, and I'm going to talk about some more specific recommendations that are a little bit higher level in a moment, but we're, we're going through this from the beginning. So you get a little bit tighter, a little bit tighter pattern. Now, everybody's got these different scales, and if you're using lead, you know, at every choke level, you should expect X percentage in the circle at this range. Um, you know, there's all these scales and rules and so on. Just throw all that out the window. Throw it all out the window. First of all, waterfowl shot is not lead. It does not behave like lead. It does not choke the same way lead chokes. There are some similarities here and there. We just got to throw those scales out the window. They're, they're not helpful anymore at this point. They're not going to get us where we need to go. The reason is waterfowl ammunition is a different animal. It's a different breed. Okay, lead is soft, it's malleable, it's easy to work, it's easy to make shotgun shot out of, and they have been making shotgun shot out of lead for hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. Waterfowl ammo is made out of steel, bismuth, tungsten. These materials are all harder to work with than lead, drastically harder to work with. It is much more difficult to get perfectly spherical waterfowl shot than it is to get perfectly spherical lead shot. Um, I have seen all kinds of different brands. I've handled all kinds of different shot. I've handled our tungsten. I've handled um, bismuth. I've handled steel. I've handled heavy shot. And guys, ain't none of them perfect spheres. None of them. Some are certainly better than others. Some are horrifically bad, but none of them are perfect circles. They're just not. And I'm not going to get into which brands are better and which ones are worse, but the bottom line is this. You just will not get the same patterns that you would if, if you were following the guidelines for lead. All right? Everything flies a little differently than lead does. So... Um, things begin to happen as you choke waterfowl ammo tighter. Steel, for example, is, is, a, is a strange animal. If you choke steel too tight, you can actually cause that choke or cause that pattern to disperse. 
Uh, it's it's like the the steel pellets crush together, and there's no give, and they sort of bounce off of each other and result in a a pattern that opens up faster. Now that's not always the case, though. In fact, it's an urban legend that that's always the case. Now, the bigger the shot, the more that's going to happen. Um, number two shot is going to happen a lot more than number four shot. BB shot is probably going to be the worst culprit. Now, I have done a video on this subject testing different choke tubes constrictions for both steel and bismuth. All right, I've done both. I've looked at the data, and this is where it gets interesting. Bismuth, especially copper-plated bismuth, the tighter you choke it, the better it does, the denser the patterns. It just goes straight down the line. You add more choke, it just you get, you get tighter and tighter and tighter patterns. It does exactly what you want it to do. Steel, on the other hand, I have seen that you shoot with modified and you've got a good tight pattern. You go to improve modified, it gets worse. You go to full, it's just as bad, but then I've tested it with extra full and had it do better, had it become, you know, tighter, actually. That's with number four shot now. I wouldn't expect it to get that with number two, but I haven't done that test yet. But nonetheless, you, you, the, it behaves differently when it's choked uh, like that. So what you need to do... First of all, is whatever you plan on doing, you need to test it. You need to test it. You need to go to the dollar store and get you a big roll of 30 inch or 36 inch would be better. A brown paper for a dollar and just cut a couple of, of, you know, ideally you're looking for like a 40 inch square. So you have some room in there for your 30 inch circle and shoot some of this paper at 40 yards at least. Best to do it at 20, 30, and 40. But for, for the sake of, you know, just only having so much time, shoot some at 40 yards and see what kind of patterns you're getting with the choke tubes that you've tested. And then you've got these super-duper choke tubes. Now, here's where things... All right, let me pause there before I get to the higher-level stuff. All right, so what you need to keep an eye on, what you need to look for here is a modified choke is going to do just fine. Now, a lot of guns are going to come with a stock modified choke. Are aftermarket chokes better? That's a serious question. A lot of people spend a lot of money on aftermarket chokes. So I've done some testing, made videos about it. They're on YouTube. You can go see them. Aftermarket chokes... From my testing, of course, I didn't test every stock and every aftermarket choke on the on the market. Didn't do that. But in general, extended aftermarket chokes do perform better than stock chokes on some guns. On the gun that I tested, they performed better. Some performed a lot better. On other guns, you know, may they may not. There's some high-end guns that cost a pretty penny. They come with some really nice factory choke tubes. And I don't know that an aftermarket choke tube would gain you much of anything there. So you have to know your gun. In general, a extended choke tube is going to pattern better than a flush-mounted choke tube. 
If you look at the end of your barrel and you can't see a choke tube and you get an aftermarket one that sticks out another inch or two, what's going to happen there is that choke tube has a more gradual transition from being open to tight. And that more gradual transition is going to cause um, less intense immediate squeezing of the shot, which is going to result in quicker dispersion of the pattern. And it's just going to give you a better pattern as it flies. So if you have stock flush mounted choke tubes, you probably can get better performance with an aftermarket choke tube. So that said, what kind of choke tube do you want? Well, new hunter, new to the game, modified choke tube. That's what I would recommend. Get out there. It doesn't matter what you're shooting. That's all you need to get started. And that's going to work just fine with any ammo you put through it. Get yourself a modified choke tube. Uh, if you're going to buy an aftermarket choke tube, get an extended one. People ask about porting. Does porting on choke tubes make any difference? Um, so I've tested, does porting decrease recoil? The answer is no. Or if it does, it is too small to measure or notice, at least in the, the recoil testing that I did using a Mantis recoilometer. So no, porting does not reduce recoil in, on, in average conditions. What it will do is make your gun louder to you and the people next to you. Now, you should be wearing hearing protection when you're going hunting. I recommend highly and have now for maybe a couple years, you know, using the Tetras or a similar electronic hearing protection that not just protects your ears, but lets you hear everything that's going on around you and actually hear better in certain circumstances. But regardless, chances are not everybody you hunt with is going to have hearing protection. So I am not a big fan of the ported choke tubes for that reason. They just make it louder and they make it louder close by off to the sides of where you are. I don't love that, um, but it is what it is. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Through the Blackwater Bayous, and in the dark Louisiana night floats a duck camp alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. From the Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest, me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Is there any performance benefit to ported choke tubes? There is lots of debate. Lots of debate. And I don't have anything conclusive to go on. Um, but if it were me, and I was buying another choke tube, I would probably go for the unported, having tested both, just because of the noise factor. Um, so, you know, oftentimes you can get a set of choke tubes. 
You get them in a set for waterfowl. Usually you're looking at modified, improved, modified, full, and extra full. I'm a big fan of Carlson's choke tubes. Carlson's sporting clays choke tubes, I think, are probably the most all-around choke tube system um, that's going to work for any kind of hunting, any kind of ammo, any kind of everything. They work really nice. They're quality product. They're not super expensive. Um, after I looked at all the choke tubes I wanted to look at, those are the ones I ended up going for, and they have worked really well. You can use them for anything. Um, they don't say waterfowl. They don't have a picture of a duck on them. But, but all that really means is they're cheaper than, than the waterfowl ones. But they just work really well. Now, there are certain choke tubes made for certain kinds of ammo. All right, so for example, you have choke tubes that are made for steel. Okay, Carlson's, I think, has their Delta Waterfowl choke tube. And it is made, I believe, for steel. And then you have others that are made for bismuth. You've got the bismuth bone buster choke tube that Carlson has. And it is made for that material. You've got other choke tubes that are made for tungsten shells. And made for, some made even for specific brands. I think they have a, sh a choke tube made just for Black Cloud. And I, I'm trying to even remember what Black Cloud is. And why it's different and why uh, why that matters. Do the choke tubes made for the specific shell actually give you improved performance? Well, the answer is no, but it's not a straight no. All right. A choke tube is a choke tube, but it's not as simple and straightforward as that. Constriction is one thing, but there are different design elements. There are sometimes internal rings or grooves or porting that is designed to work with specific shells. And what I have found in my testing, guys, is that if a choke tube is branded and named for a particular type of ammo or it's branded and named for a particular shell. I mean, for turkey hunting, you got the Winchester Longbeard XR turkey load and Carlson's has their Winchester Longbeard XR choke tube and they, they made one choke tube just to shoot with that ammo and just like there's a black cloud choke tube and there are some others that are like that here's the way that it works there's a lot of marketing all right there's a lot of marketing at the end of the day my conclusion has been this can they design that choke tube to specifically work better with that load than any other choke tube? I don't think so. But they can design that choke tube and test it to death to make sure that it does work well with that load. And that, I think, is what you're getting. If you buy the Black Cloud choke tube and you shoot Black Cloud through it, you can be sure that the people that made that choke tube, they tested that thing ad nauseum with Black Cloud. And that if it didn't work reasonably well with Black Cloud, they weren't going to sell it because then there would be backlash if it was miserable for that load. So I don't know how much they can create a choke tube specifically for one kind of ammo. But what you can be sure of is that they have tested it repeatedly with that ammo to make sure that there's decent synergy. So if you really like Black Cloud, then there you go. 
That said, I don't think I would buy a choke tube made for one brand of ammunition and one particular load because you just never know what you're going to be able to find. You don't know that you're only going to be shooting that. I'd rather have something that I feel a little more comfortable with. Now, for turkey hunting, you know, I do have the Winchester Longbeard XR choke tube because the Winchester Longbeard XR ammo is the absolute best lead turkey ammo ever made on planet Earth, and there is no second place that I have yet to see, and I would shoot nothing but that for the rest of my life unless something new came out or TSS, which is much more expensive. So they own the market on that, but in Waterfowl, nobody owns the market. There is no obvious, clear, best of the best with no second place going on. So then you have the ones that are designed for particular materials. Choke tubes made specifically for steel, specifically for bismuth, specifically for tungsten. I talked to Carlson's because I was trying to figure out which one to get. Should I get the Delta Waterfowl? Should I get the Cremator? Or should I get the Bismuth Bone Buster? And um, they actually gave me lots of interesting information and big words about why, if I was going to shoot bismuth, the bismuth bone buster was the better choke tube for that material and how the other ones were made for steel and for other materials, and they would perform better with those. And uh, you would think they might have just been blowing smoke, but the bismuth bone buster was actually cheaper than the other ones. So I was like, well, if they're trying to sell me on the cheaper one, because that'll work better with what I plan to shoot, I'll give it a shot. So I did. Um, but here's the thing. Again, if, if can they make a choke tube that works better for bismuth? I, here's the thing, guys. I don't know whether or not that really is, is true or not. There's a lot of marketing. There's a lot of things people say. Here's what I can tell you. I've got the Bismuth Bone Buster Choke too. I tested it. They've got a medium range and an extended range. And I went out one day and I took a box of Boss Number 4s and I went down to the range and I used the Modified, I used the Improved Modified, I used the Full, I used the Extra Full, I used the Bismuth Bone Buster Medium Range, and I used the Bismuth Bone Buster Extended Range. And so the results that I got were essentially that the Bismuth Bone Buster medium range was the equivalent to the Carlson Sporting Clays Improved Modified, and the Bismuth Bone Buster extended range was somewhere between the Sporting Clays full and extra full. It was just right somewhere in the middle there. So now, do they perform better than the Sporting Clays choke tubes? I don't think you could say they perform better, um, but they performed very well. And had I not had the full set of four sporting clays choke tubes, then the bismuth bone buster, I could have just gotten away with two of those. And that would have been fine. I could have saved money on chokes. However, um, the bismuth bone buster is non-ported and the sporting clays ones that I have are ported. Now they do make non-ported ones, but because I didn't know then what I know now, I got the ported ones and I have defaulted now to the bismuth choke tube because for shooting bismuth because it's not ported and it performs very well. But that said, the point I'm trying to make is this. 
just because it says bismuth on it doesn't give me a tighter pattern than the sporting clay's extra full. In fact, the sporting clay's extra full is a slightly tighter constriction. However, those would give me better patterns almost for sure than the choke tubes designed for steel because the choke tubes designed for steel did not have as tight of constriction because they wanted to work best with the highest variety of steel loads. So, you know, there's a lot of things to think about here. So if you're brand new to the game, what I would recommend, go and get you a Carlson Sporting Clays modified extended choke tube. I wouldn't go ported just because of the noise factor. And that's going to work for you. That's, I can almost guarantee it. And if you want a tighter pattern, then get a full two and test that. And uh, once you've honed in on exactly what kind of ammo you want to use, if you want to shoot steel, get one of the, the, the sets of two that's designed for steel. If you want to use bismuth, get a set of two that's designed for bismuth. If you want to do tungsten then or heavy shot, get a set that's made for that. Uh, but here's the thing. You can shoot anything through all of them. It's just going to save you time and money and energy to get one that they have tested ad nauseum with the ammo you plan to shoot, right? They've tested it a ton. They're pretty much guaranteeing that it's going to perform well with that load. Doesn't mean for sure it's going to perform better than the sporting clays choke tubes, but it may. Um, but you can be, you, you can, it's a, how do I say this? You're taking less risk. It's a safer bet that when you get those choke tubes, they're just gonna perform well. Are they gonna be the best choke tube on the planet for your gun? Um, guys, that is a, a type of thinking that I just don't subscribe to. I don't subscribe to this find the best choke tube on the market for your gun because every gun and every choke are gonna perform slightly differently. All right, and and to figure this out, really, okay, the kind of testing you would have to do, you'd have to shoot 10 shots with each choke tube at each range. You then got to count all those pellets. You got to do all that math. You know how long it takes to count 10 targets of pellets? I mean, you're talking sometimes 200 pellets on a target in a 30-inch circle at 40 yards. You count 10 of those. That's thousands of pellets. This takes hours. That's one choke tube. Now you can try another one and another one and another one and 10 more and 20 more choke tubes. Like you could be a full-time job of just a pellet counter with a sore shoulder trying to find the best choke tube. That's insane. Ridiculous and unnecessary because inexpensive. Because here's the thing. You're, you're doing a ton of work to just get incremental benefit. You're just to get incremental benefit. I mean, if you got a set of four sporting clays choke tubes, that's probably all you would need for your entire waterfowl hunting life. And, you know, you might be missing out on a, you know, 5% benefit you might be able to get with another choke tube that's honed in a little bit. Um, so where do you draw the line? Oh my God! 
every once in a while it's fun to go like just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chasing the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. How do you decide enough is enough? This is just what I'm going to use. Performance. You got to shoot it. All right. You got to shoot it. You got to shoot it, put it on paper, and you got to look at your pattern. And you got to look at that pattern. And you got to say, if I feel good about that pattern, am I happy with that pattern? Is that, is that reasonable? You know, if you're getting a 40% pattern, that sucks. Either your ammo's junk or your choke is junk or your gun and choke combo are just not good. If you're getting 60% pattern, you might be good with that. You might say, hey, that's, that's all I need at 40 yards and I plan on taking closer shots than that anyway. So that could be perfect for you. You'd never need to spend all kinds of money on dozens and buckets of choke tubes and testing. If you're planning to shoot at 30 yards and you can get 60% of your pellets in the circle at 40 yards, you're, that's, you could be done forever. Now, if you take a lot of long shots, is 60% enough for you? You may want 70%. You may want 75%. But the higher the number you, you chase, the more work and money it's going to take to chase it. I have seen some get 90% pellets in a 30-inch circle at 40 yards. 90%. I had one bismuth load with the bismuth bone buster choke tube. They got 90% of its pellets. Ridiculous number. Now, here's the thing. That's too many. For me, that's too many. That's at 40 yards. So at 30 yards... That's the duck is just shredded. There's nothing left of that duck. All right. And I'm not shooting at 60 yards where maybe that kind of density would be good. So you got to put this in terms of perspective for reality. More is not better all the time. You reach a point where more is too much. You know, when you take the ducks home and you can't even eat them because there are so many pellets in the ducks, they're not better. That's not helping you. You know, having a, a pattern you do like for turkey hunting and hitting that duck with that, there's just nothing left of it. So you want to balance. I think 70% is the rule of thumb as the goal balance for the range you plan on shooting. But again, pellet percentage is just a guideline number of pellets and where those pellets are on the paper is all that matters. All right, do you have enough pellets in that 30-inch circle at the range you plan to hunt to consistently drop those ducks? If not, maybe you need more choke tube. Or maybe you need to hunt from a different range. You know, 40 yards is sort of the, the max range, and it, it's the range that chokes are most often tested to see how they perform at max range. And you get a, you know... So you get 60% pattern at max range. A lot of people would say, oh, that's not enough pattern. I want 70. Well, here's the thing. You shouldn't be shooting at max range. You should be shooting closer. So at 25 yards, at 30 yards, you might have 80 or 90% pattern. That may even be too much for you. So you, you have to get in the field. You have to start shooting. So what's my final recommendation? Okay, 
for the new hunter, get a choke tube, get into the woods, shoot some ducks. Figure out how far you usually shoot. Figure out how, what your shooting style is. Figure out, um, you know, if you even like this sport. Then let's look at getting a couple of choke tubes. Get get yourself some different options, and then see if how you can hone that in towards what works good for you. But rule of thumb, get out there with a modified choke tube. Of course, you want to put it on paper first, so you know. All right, here's my circle. This is this these this is what I can do. These are my chances. You know, this is how consistent I can be. And guys, here's the thing. I should have said this early on. This is maybe the single most important thing. And God bless you if you've if you stuck this far through it. And I'm just now giving you the most important thing that I forgot to mention early on. Um, the number one thing when it comes to choke tubes and patterning and all this stuff. Choke tubes are almost never the weakest link. The weakest length is almost always the hunter's ability to shoot. Practice should be prioritized above choke tubes and equipment. Nothing will do more to help you take more ducks than practice. Go and shoot some sporting clays courses. Nothing will help you more than that. Take the money you are going to spend on some choke tubes and go and shoot some sporting clays. That will help you learn how to aim, help you learn how to lead a bird, help you learn how to judge distance, help you understand how your gun shoots. That's the number one most important thing that you can do is practice. Choke tubes are a, 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 you know, a mentionable, noteworthy, significant thing, but the best choke tube in the world doesn't matter if you know, you miss the duck by 10 feet. We're talking about 30-inch circle. You've got to get that 30-inch circle on the duck. And it's it's not always as obvious or as, as, as simple as it seems. When that duck is flying at all different speeds, all different angles, you need to practice. Nothing matters more than practice. A lot of people try to buy the best gun and the best ammo and all the choke tubes and the best camo and the best everything and they never practice and they're a lousy shot and they can't judge distance or anything else and they take home one out of every five ducks that they shoot at and they're wasting tons of money where just a little bit of money invested in practice would have yielded a significantly higher percentage multiplied a number of ducks that they would have taken home with just a little bit of more practice. I mean, guys, I'd recommend every year, at least once a year, please go and shoot a 100 target sporting clays course. I mean, go in September, right before the duck season starts, or if it's, you know, go in October, whatever, and shoot a 100 clay target set at sporting clays different angles, different directions, different everything, different positions. And that is going to help you more than anything else. Just build that in to your annual hunting budget. I mean, really, you're better off using cheaper ammo and putting that money towards the sporting clays. Because um, practice will do more than anything you can buy 
in your gear. So guys, I hope this is helpful for you. Please head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out the show notes for this episode. Also check out the YouTube videos. And of course, please, please, please do go and leave a review on iTunes with a comment. Number one way to help this show reach more people. I really appreciate you guys. God bless you. Until next time, go get them in the woods. anglers search for the one they call king but who will take his throne tune in to waypoint tv's battle for silver saturday may 18th from 12 to 6 p.m eastern presented by abyss battery waypoint tv join captain justin leak and meredith mccord for the best fishing action along panama city beach tune in to chasing the sun every sunday at 9 30 a.m eastern on waypoint tv 